Good evening. Our psalm today is Psalm 30 and Psalm 31, verses 1 through 6, and that starts on page 374. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we, grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 30 on page 374. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto him for remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord, of thy goodness has made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto, the, unto thee, O Lord, and gat me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee, or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. O Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girdeth me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. In thee, O Lord, I have put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me, 
Make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle, for thou also my guide, and lead me for thy namesake. Draw me out of thy net, that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh verse of the fourth chapter of the Wisdom of Solomon. But though the righteous be prevented with death, yet shall he be in rest. For honorable age is not that which standeth in length of time, nor that is measured by number of years. But wisdom is the gray hair unto man, and an unspotted life is old age. He pleased God, and was beloved of him, so that living among sinners he was translated. Yea, speedily was he taken away, lest that wickedness should alter his understanding, or deceit beguile his soul. For the bewitching of naughtiness doth obscure things that are honest, and the wandering of concupiscence doth undermine the single mind. He, being made perfect in a short time, fulfilled a long time. For his soul pleased the Lord, therefore hasted he to take him away from among the wicked. This the people saw, and understood it not. Neither laid they up this in their minds, that his grace and mercy is with his saints, and that he hath respect unto his chosen. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 59th verse of the seventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. And they stoned Stephen, as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea 
and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, that in all our sufferings here upon earth for the testimony of thy truth, we may steadfastly look up to heaven, and by faith behold the glory that shall be revealed, and being filled with the Holy Ghost, may learn to love and bless our persecutors by the example of thy first martyr, St. Stephen, who prayed for his murderers to thee, O blessed Jesus, who standest at the right hand of God to succor all those who suffer for thee, our only mediator, mediator and advocate. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son, to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate, and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen.
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that we're, we have uh, evening as a day, or today is a day that we celebrate uh, St. Stephen, who was uh, one of the first deacons and the first martyr of the Christian church. And we're still in the middle and the octave of Christmas. So um, I just want to share, I'm going to open up and just share a few things that, that I've kind of just come on from or just come to me as I've been listening and, and living in our prayer with um, morning and evening prayer and going to church and listening to the bishop. And so here's some things I came, you know, just came really strongly to me this Christmas season. Jesus did not come to free Israel from the Romans. He did not come so that we can live our best life here on earth. He came to pull us out of the muck and to pull us out of the temporal and into the eternal. He came to bridge the gap between our sinful lives and our holy God. I think understanding that what Jesus' purpose was and what, uh, you know, maybe put that together with our expectations of him and not let our expectations become the same expectations as the, as the Jews of the time of Jesus who expected him to free them from the, from the, um, physical oppressor rather than the spiritual oppressor will keep us in in good stead and we see in the passage in our passage in wisdom today it attempts to answer and address the age-old question is why does why do the wicked prosper and i think it's true that it seems as if the wicked do prosper because many of them do well financially and many of them outlive righteous men and it doesn't seem right but if we remember that jesus did not come so that we could live our best lives here on earth we read in wisdom today that age is not measured in merely in years. In fact, it says righteous men have often shorter lives because they learn to live in righteousness and they are returned to the presence of God. And they used an example and they used a verse and it said there were some who pleased God and were loved by him and while living among sinners were taking up were taken up. And that's, of course, a reference to Enoch and Genesis, who, uh, as Genesis said, he walked with God and was not. And so he, you know, he was one of the first people or men that we heard of that didn't die. But his life was not as long as it could have been on earth, but because he went to where he was meant to be. Uh, the, our passage in Wisdom continues, and it describes the short righteous life being perfect in a short time that fulfilled long years. So it, rather than having a long, drawn-out life, uh, they become, they walk with God, and so their life is just as long as anyone else's because their life continues. And we read, we read in wisdom that the perfected life it sometimes has is a shorter time to fulfill the years. So that's something that we should look at and not be so con, maybe convinced or so focused on life on earth as opposed to our destination. And it almost, I've heard bishops say that our goal as Christians is to have a good death. And I, Kind of that troubles me sometimes, but then as I read this, I understand that the idea of having a good death is because I'm catapulted into, into the land and into the kingdom where I belong. So in Acts, we're introduced to a man, Stephen, 
who the Bible described um, as full of grace and power. He did great and wondrous signs among the people. And so we got introduced to him two days ago, or yesterday, in uh, chapter 6, and they skipped uh, during this time. I know we'll pick up the sermon another time during the year, but they skipped Stephen's sermon in Channel 7, which is probably one of the most renowned sermons of all times. And uh, the result of his sermon was everybody threw rocks at him. And so you might think that that wasn't such a great sermon, but it was such a great sermon. It stirred the mob to a mob um, action. It wasn't a result of a fair trial. It was just a mob getting frustrated and, and acting as a mob. And it might seem like Stephen's life was cut short. But we can't measure the impact of his death had on a, a man who was standing there and, and witnessing named Saul, um, who we are introduced to here. And of course, we'll get to know him a lot better as St. Paul, so we know how that story turns out. I think it's uh, when we measure earthly, Stephen was uh, murdered, but when we look at it in a heavenly um, light, he followed God's will, and he was used by God, and he be went into God's presence. And we have to remember that's what we're looking for is to go into God's presence. And it's important to remember Stephen's home was not here on earth, but in the kingdom to come. And we also, in this passage, we get a glimpse of Philip and uh, the mighty miracles and ministry of this apostle. And so he didn't get a lot of press. I mean, most of the press goes to Paul in the Bible. Um, but Philip um, did a lot of things. The multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. So Philip brought great joy through the preaching of the gospel. Philip also had his eyes um, focused on what his purpose was. And as we know in tradition, Philip was martyred for his faith uh, and run through by a spear from what I, if, uh, what I remember about reading about the, the martyrdom of the um, apostles. But we have to again remember, Philip was not at home on earth, but at home in the kingdom of God. And so I think that's part of our call is to stay in the kingdom of God. And as we stay in our prayer, we feel more comfortable in this world that is not our home. We become more comfortable with the idea that we're just passing through. As you can read in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Helen Lemuel, a blind woman, in 1911 uh, wrote a hymn, and it's uh, one of my old favorites. And uh, the chorus is, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let's continue with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris and Barbara, for co-leading with me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's really good to be with you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Have a good evening, everyone. Got Benny there with you? Nope.